Welcome to Rome. This is The Bittersweet Life with Katie Sewell and Tiffany Parks. Hello, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. And today we have finally arrived at the Sounds We Love or You Love show. What are we calling it? The Sounds We Love? The Sounds You Love, probably. But Tiffany, this was a this was a uh, episode that you really wanted to do. So why don't you reintroduce us to what this episode's about in case anyone has forgotten? Yeah, I think this came to my mind one morning when I was lying in bed and I heard this sound. Good morning. Good morning, Mary. So this is the sound of the very first sound is the sound of Aurelio's light switch going on in the morning, which doesn't always happen because often I wake up before he does, but on the weekends and occasionally when he gets up really early, I'll hear his light go on. And I love the sound of it because I know it means that in a moment you'll hear the pitter patter of his feet and he'll hop into my bed and cuddle with me. And it's such a wonderful moment. It's like the best moment of the day. And I was thinking about, oh my gosh, you know, that's a sound that I really love, not because I love the way it sounds, but because of what it means and because what it's, what I know it's going to, is going to follow it. And yeah, and that, that, that's how I got the idea. Yeah. I love that. And we put out the call and so many people uh, responded, uh, sending in a, quite a wide variety of sounds from all over the world. And of course, much of the show, we're going to share those sounds with you. Um, I don't have the equivalent of the light switch, I don't think. <laughs> but we talk a lot about birds on this show. We actually yes, don't we do. talk a lot about birds specifically, <laughs> but we do mention birds, especially with our slogan, go see what the birds are doing, which means to go outside and see what else is happening and get out of your own head. But I often think that, I mean, when I look through the voice memo sounds on my phone, a lot of them are music-based or some sort of soundscape that I want to remember from where I am. But a lot of them are bird sounds, and they are recorded in different places. And they often are recorded with me laying on my back in bed somewhere, you know, <laughs> listening to the birds. And I often think that bird sounds, bird singing, might be one of those last sounds that you hear to get existential. What do you mean by last? Well, like I imagine when I'm old and hopefully very, very old and have lived a long, long life that I sometimes picture myself laying in bed and with my eyes closed hearing birds song happening outside. And as a connector, I guess, to the Katie that's been in all the places, you know, because I often notice what the birds sound like and how they're different in different places. So are you telling me that you are imagining yourself listening to the sound of birds while you slip into death? <laughs> yes, I suppose so. <laughs> You're so morbid. <laughs> but anyway. But I like it. I but, like it. Yeah, it just seems like one of those sounds that sort of grounds us to the earth. Anyway, so before we get too existential, though, we should introduce what other people had to say. Yeah. Yeah, we got some so many great sounds. We did. So let's just launch into it. Why don't we start with Cynthia, who sent in three sounds from Seattle, two of which she recorded in one of Seattle's greatest parks, Discovery Park, 
So while that's my editorializing, I think it's one of Seattle's greatest parks. Uh, it is a place, if you've never been there, that has trees, it has ocean beaches, it has wide open fields. It basically has every kind of landscape that you would want to see or be in. And I think that's part of the reason why it makes it so great. But let's let Cynthia take over. The sounds of spring as the birds are calling, and I don't know if you heard in the faint background, the sea lions. That's what I love about early spring in Seattle. The different birds, the lush green, and feeling like you're in a hidden woodland. What I love about walking in Discovery Park, one of my favorite places to walk, is the sound of the birds. And as you just heard, a passing cyclist singing to himself, which was kind of sweet. It's a nice, nice way to spend a cool, breezy morning. Cynthia also took us home with her to meet a very special creature that lives in her house. Well, that is the sound of my little dog eating. And every day for the two hours preceding the time he is actually supposed to eat, he bothers me with this little moan and these deep brown eyes looking at me like, don't you think you should feed me early? That is a sound, his eating that always kind of makes me smile and also makes me know that the agony he's gone through waiting to eat is finally over. <laughs> and so is mine. <laughs> Aw, well, speaking of special dogs, we also heard from Dana in California. Here's Dana. The sound that I really enjoy is when I'm coming home from work and I've parked the car in the garage and I've gathered all my items out of the back of the car and I can hear the dogs getting excited about me coming home. They hear the garage door going down and they start to scrape at the door with their paws and then when I open the door they all get excited and you can hear all their excited breathing and one of my dogs, Gus, likes to sing a little song of happiness and he wants me to pet him. So. At the end of a long day, it's some of my favorite sounds to hear my dogs being excited that I'm home. So we also heard from Elena or Elena, excuse me if I'm getting your name wrong. Um, here's her sound. And she sends us this explanation. Hi, Katie and Tiffany. Greetings from Würzburg. 
I've been catching up with your podcast after a few months and wanted to make a small contribution to your upcoming sounds episode. I couldn't record myself properly through the mask and the bus creaks and noises. So here's an explanation of what you heard. I came to Würzburg, a university city in Southern Germany, three and a half years ago. And since then, I've been taking the bus up to campus almost daily. Public transport in the city has a peculiarity. The stops get announced by different children's voices, each with their own characteristic style. I have no idea about the story behind this, and I know some people find it annoying, but it always makes me smile. I recorded my favorite voice, which happens to announce the stop where I used to get off for my first three years living here. You can hear it saying, Nächste Haltestelle, next stop, Mein Franken Theater. Sorry about my German accent, everyone. <laughs> that's that's Tiffany speaking. That was pretty good. Well, let's now that we know, let's hear that sound, that kid voice on the bus again. We also heard from Jill. Here's her sound and her description of what it is. Hi, Katie and Tiffany. This is the sound of me lighting votives around my apartment. I learned this indirectly through The Bittersweet Life when you interviewed Sherry Salada and Nancy Halla of The Sherry and Nancy Show. Sherry suggested this ritual of lighting candles to represent the end of a workday. So I light my votives every day soon after I walk through the front door. As you can imagine, in addition to waves crashing, and birds chirping. This is one of my favorite sounds in the world. I love that actually, because Cla Claudio always lights candles in our house. Oftentimes I come home and he's lit candles and it is such a wonderful feeling. I definitely agree with that. Well, we also heard from Karen who sent in this sound. Van. Good morning. And about that sound, Karen writes, this is a morning knicker, a low, breathy whinny from Finn, my Arabian horse that I've had for about eight years. This is a happy knicker, usually expressed when he hears or sees me coming. Knickers can sometimes express low-level nervousness or insecurity, but not in this case. We live on a seven-acre farm in Kingston, Washington. I've owned horses much of my life and find developing the relationship between horse and human most gratifying. Finn. Good morning. I love that. Yeah. My dad used to live in Kingston, Washington, just as an aside. Oh, really? So I know that. Yeah. I know that part of Washington state well, and it is, it is beautiful out there. Support for The Bittersweet Life comes from our listeners. And this week, I want to thank Catherine, Nicola, Susan, Mary, Karen, Christy, Greg, John, and Eva. Thank you so much for supporting this show. If you love this show, it takes hours and hours and hours to make, just like any artistic venture does. Hours of thought, hours of audio editing. If you appreciate what we're doing here, take the time to support the show. Tell your friends about it. Do some sort of social media post about us. 
write an article, whatever means you have. And if you have financial means to help us pay the bills, web hosting fees, equipment fees, all the fees, so many fees. If you want to support this show, visit us at patreon.com slash the bittersweet life podcast, or you can also make a donation through PayPal. You'll get bonus episodes every month if you support us regularly. And you'll have our undying thanks and a handwritten thank you note in the mail. There are links in the show notes, or you can also go to thebittersweetlife.net and find ways to support us there. And thank you so much. So Liz sent us a beautiful, complex sound. But before we play it, here's her description so you can picture everything. She writes... I have a sound that I took when my sweetie and I were in Matera, and whenever I want to feel like I'm back there, I pull it up and listen. We were out for the afternoon and got caught in an unexpected downpour. We took shelter in a doorway off a piazza to wait it out, and I just had to capture the medley of sounds, the rolling thunder, the pattering raindrops, music from a nearby cafe or bar, church bells from the Chiesa di San Giovanni Battista, the chirping of birds and snatches of conversation as people bustled past under newly opened umbrellas. It is so layered and so specific to the place and moment that it always takes me right back. The magic of sound. Is that getting you excited about going to Italy, Katie? Yes. Yes, so much. Cannot wait to take all of you guys to Italy. <laughs> we also heard from Lynn, who recognized a very particular artist, musician who appears in the soundscape at the very beginning of every Thursday's bittersweet moment. Here's her recording. Hi, Katie and Tiffany. It's Lynn in San Francisco. Now, if you can hear me, but I am in Union Square listening to that drummer who beats on the trash can, and it reminds me of the Bittersweet Life intro. So how's that for coming full circle? Meta. A lot of your sounds were of nature, like this sound from Michael. When asked what he loved about the sound of the Whippany River in New Jersey, he simply said he loves it because he finds the sound very peaceful. And Nancy sent us a beautiful description through social media about what she loves, which of course we'd love to have you guys just as an aside, join us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Um, just search for the Bittersweet Life podcast. She described it thus. I thought of a number of sounds that make me happy. My cat purring, a song I love when driving, the chip truck lady yelling out to me that my fries are ready. <laughs> but number one is the sound of my kids, now nearly adults, laughing. When my kids are genuinely happy and having a good belly laugh, all is right in my world. 
Thank you for asking a great question. Happy tears. <laughs> okay. That's so sweet. We also heard from Nicola in Sydney, Australia. She writes, Ever since your call out for sounds, I've been paying close attention to the sounds in my day and realizing that the littlest sounds signify daily rituals and provoke emotions that I'd never thought to identify. So thank you. My sound. At the end of 2020, my partner and I moved out of the pretty old apartment in the city that we'd rented for five years. We figured that we weren't going to be traveling anytime soon, so we tried to find a place to live that felt a little bit like a holiday every day. We moved into an apartment a little further out, but right on one of Sydney's harbor beaches. It has a little gate at the back of the building that takes you directly onto the sand. During the lockdowns, I was teaching on Zoom from home, and in my breaks, I would go out of the gate and feel the sand and water on my feet. It always calmed me and helped me maintain perspective. Now we are back in school and work. My partner works long but varied hours, and I'm never quite sure what time he will be home. I will be sitting on the couch, and when I hear the gate click, I know he will be walking in the door within moments. To me, this sound represented a taste of freedom and getting out of the house, but now it also sounds like the joy of coming home. Thanks for all you do on the podcast. Now, this is a very tiny sound, Tiffany, so listen closely. I do love that she says that it was our call out for sounds that made her pay more attention to the sounds around her. That makes me very happy. Yeah, me too. So Pat, Pat sent us two sounds from different times of day. She writes, we are in our mid seventies and still live at home, but have one foot in our retirement home, an oceanfront condo, a five minute drive from our house. We rent it in season now to cover its costs, but we sleep here all winter and work on our plan. One of us will live here one day. I sit on the covered screened balcony for several early morning and evening hours a day. I'm on the fourth floor, so I overlook the 500-acre natural area in front of me and up the beach. I'm up for sunrise almost every day. My sounds are always the waves, but I have become super familiar with the dawn chorus of obviously very meaningful bird communication. It starts slowly from the very same area every morning, and gradually others respond, like checking in with your neighbors. This week, for the first time in 12 years, I have become very familiar with the whippoorwill calls and responses late in the evening. For many years, Tom and I served in our church infant nursery for one service on Sundays. Doing that, I came to have sort of a significant understanding that every minute of a young child's life is important. Being with them and observing them was important work. I feel the same about the birds. I can't even see them, but I love listening in as they check on each other each morning. And possibly the whippoorwills are locating each other at bedtime. I love a good bird observer. <laughs> That's lovely, Pat. Listener Paul is also noticing what the birds are doing, sending in this sound that I would say is the quintessential sound of the evening drawing to a close in the Pacific Northwest. Do you know what that bird is, Tiffany? I do not. I do not know. I believe it is a robin. 
So kind of a quintessential sound for much of the United States, I think. But when I was a little kid, I remember hearing that very song about the time my mother was about to come outside and tell us that we needed to come in for the night. So, oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. The connections that you make. <laughs> I know, it's amazing. We also heard from Sarah in Casablanca. Here is her describing what you are about to hear. This is Sarah Gladding in Casablanca. I wanted to capture some of the call to prayer that we're hearing during Ramadan. There are some special sounds that you hear only during Ramadan. So this one is a nighttime prayer called the Tarawi that um, people gather after nightfall. This is around nine o'clock here each night for this special communal prayer. So here's a little bit of it from outside our window on April 11th, which in Morocco, Ramadan started on April 3rd. So this was a little over a week into Ramadan in Casablanca. Tiffany, I also want to point out to you before you listen, that if you listen closely, you can hear Sarah's baby Samuel making little noises toward the end of the recording. She says that her she made her husband stand in the open window with her phone to record the sound because she was nursing and couldn't capture it from where she was sitting. So you can hear both from where he's holding the phone. wrote in from South Hadley, Massachusetts. She says, my sound is me starting up my 2004 Vespa to finally take it out for a ride this spring. It's been too cold in New England to do anything but start it up in the garage over the winter. But now the weather is beginning to hit the upper 60s so I can ride it to work a few days a week without getting too cold. I've had the Vespa for four years. and Before that, a friend who was also an Italophile owned it. He became too frail to ride it, and I was so pleased when he called me and offered to sell it to me. This sound brings me back to my days of visiting Italy and hearing the Vespas driving around, and it makes me happy to get back on it because it means that summer is almost here, bringing with it longer days and warmer temperatures. Happy riding! And we also heard from Susan. Hi, everyone. This is my sound that I treasure. Uh, Katie and Tiffany, I know that you are not uh, major coffee drinkers, but I do love coffee. And I don't drink a huge amount of coffee, but I do like good quality coffee when I do drink it. Um, And I'm not a real routine person where I have to be in the same pattern every day. But one routine I do love is those two mugs of coffee in the morning. And when I hear the sound of the machine, I often flash back to how the machine came to be with us. Some years ago, my husband and my daughter and I had gone to a Christmas market, and in the hotel they had this machine where you could highly customize your coffee. And 
evidently, I was really excited about this, and they noted it, and they conspired to get me a really nice bean-to-cup machine. I don't know how my daughter convinced my husband to do this because he's very frugal, and these things do not come cheaply, but they bought it. They got it in the house without me knowing about it, and it was a true surprise on Christmas morning. So, when I do make those cups of coffee in the morning, I quite often reflect back on their glee in surprising me that way, and that is tied with my gratitude that they cared enough to do something that special for me. And incidentally, the frugal husband does quite often enjoy that machine equally or maybe sometimes more than I do. So it's been a really positive thing for all of us. Susanna wrote to us from Rome. She says, Since I moved back to Rome last year, life has been hectic. Despite growing up in the States, I have lived in Rome before, albeit 20 years ago, and have been living in the UK for the past 12 years. What makes living here different now is that I'm married with two kids, have my mother who has some health problems living with us, and to add to the chaos, have a very energetic dog. What I have found is that there is a moment in my day every day that brings me calm, and it is that moment that I've tried to capture for you in sound. I work in a global role, which means I often have early morning calls with Asia and late nights with the U.S., But there's a magic moment in my day between 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. where the calls cease and I have time to take our dog Stella for a walk. I have never been able to get into meditation, but it's my 45 minutes with Stella in the Villa Borghese, no matter the weather, that keeps me sane. And so, Tiffany, she sends us three sounds with their descriptions. So we're going to play one after the other here. The first sound she describes as, On weekdays, the park is only home to walkers, runners, dogs, and birds. More often than not, even when it's cold, there is a lightness from the sky that filters through the trees. She goes on. Stella likes to run and tackle other dogs, but loves to play fetch even more. Listen to her heavy breath as she runs toward me. And as the walk ends, we head back toward home and Stella drinks from a fountain, her welcomed treat after a good workout. Pony also has a dog she really loves and misses. And she writes, I've been really enjoying your podcast. Thank you. Listening to you two has made me feel very understood because living abroad brings so many unique challenges sometimes. Originally from Austria, I've been living in the UK for six years. I have attached recordings of my dog, Tessie, who lives in Austria with my family. She's a very excitable dog, and she loves meeting new people. I miss her lots, so hearing her voice when I video chat my family really helps with homesickness while I'm living and studying abroad. Let's take a listen to Tessie. And finally, to wrap this show up, 
we heard from Eula. Hi, Katie. I'm sending a couple of sounds that make me feel happy every morning as I'm preparing breakfast. It starts off with the coffee pot percolating, and then the oatmeal is ready sound chimes in. I cook it in a pot that's something like an Instapot, which plays a little tune when the food is ready. Have a listen. All right. That was great. I really love yeah, that. Yeah, the only <laughs> I did too. I did too. It's so interesting to hear what different people notice and this and what sounds mean something to them. I know. And why? And how big and how little those sounds can be. Some of what you sent in is like a whole soundscape. And some of what you sent in is as small as the little latch on a gate. Or like your example, Tiffany, the flick of a light switch. I mean, Mm -hmm. I love that. (laughs) I absolutely love that. All right. Well, I guess we'll leave it there for now. Very soon on June 6th, so mark your calendars and tell your friends, we're going to start our Rome series. And we're going to be taking you to Rome, to the streets of Rome, amazing conversations. You're going to meet amazing people. And we're going to start that on June 6th. Those episodes are going to start rolling out for the summer. So spread the word to your friends. Anybody you know who loves Rome, tell them to subscribe to the Bittersweet Life podcast stat because this is really good stuff we have coming up. Yeah, we had. Yeah, I won't give anything away. You can give give a hint if you want. I mean, we just taped in some really cool places and we talked to some really interesting people and we think you're going to love it. So yeah, like put it out there, put it on your social media sites, share uh, with people who you think would be interested. Uh, It means a lot to us. Yes. Anybody you know who might be planning or thinking about a trip to Rome or Italy, or even thinking about a cross-country road trip across Europe, in addition to having just like sort of great thought-provoking conversations, we are going to be giving some great tips too for people who are planning to do any kind of thing like that. So anyone you know who's planning a big summer vacation to Europe, let them know about the podcast. Tell them to subscribe. They're going to find some great stuff. And I'm not going to say whether or not we got to go to the Villa Aurora that we've talked about on the no, show several times. Find out. You're going to have to find out. That's right. But we'll end, <laughs> since we're excited about the Rome stuff almost starting, we'll end with a sound that I recorded in Rome on this last trip. Until next time. This is The Blue Sweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. Join us again. Bye.
you could sponsor this show and reach educated, curious, and compassionate listeners all over the world. Visit thebittersweetlife.net and click support to get the conversation started. <laughs>